we're all ready. We're going to have so much fun. Um, and mm -hmm. we're going to talk about multitasking because I love this topic so much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, Let's go. Okay. You ready? Candace? Can I, can I be a little cheeky? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there, like I believe, and I realized this, this year that there is absolutely nothing that I have to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to have a conversation. Candace, can you please tell me how many kids you have? six kids yeah and i own my own business i started my own business um after i had my sixth baby i the other thing that has just barely happened is i am now coaching um, the freshman basketball team at the high school here where my kids go so life is is very very busy but full i like to say full full yeah love it love it oh my goodness oh, kudos to you mama <laughs> i have three three daughters Daughters are cool. So I have four daughters and a son and she has oh five no. daughters and a son. Oh no, we're just, we're just crazy over here in Utah. I think, uh, you know what? Now I feel like I am, I'm so small right now. <laughs> Three kids is no joke. Honestly. Oh Three goodness. kids is more than you have hands. That's all that matters. If you have yeah. more than hands, you're up a tree. Welcome to the messy back end of entrepreneurship. This is Mark Deal of Podcast Editor Academy and Podcast Guest Academy. We all know that the back end is where most businesses fail. This is the podcast about cleaning up the messy back end so you can save time, make money, and succeed. I felt it myself due to people, processes, and platforms. And now here are your hosts, Sheila J. Logan and Nate Tucker. Our guest co-host today is my good friend, Candace Noss. Candace is a physical therapist and life coach who has combined her deep faith roots to build her business, the mind, body, and spirit trifecta. Believe me, it's amazing. She has a body love weight loss course and a conquering confidence course where she is empowering women to take back their lives. You can check her out at CandiceNoss.com or find out more on TheMessyBackEnd.com. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. Okay, let's be honest here. At one time or another, we've all highlighted multitasking as one of our greatest assets. But a little while ago in a blog post on Harvard Business Review, the University of Bergen published findings that we are all bad at multitasking. When people think they're multitasking, they're actually just switching from one task to another very rapidly. Between being constantly contactable by email and, and phone, having overloaded work schedules, and attempting to concentrate for longer than we're actually able to, many of us end up trying to juggle several things at once as a way of coping. However, all that happens is we end up not actually being able to complete anything to the best of our ability because our attention is so scattered it's time to make some changes. As Tim Ferriss once said, focus on being productive instead of being busy. On our expert segment today, we're going to be speaking with Diana Lugoli. Diana is a leading success in business coach in Scandinavia and global influencer who helped more than 100 entrepreneurs from 23 countries to launch and scale their online business. She's not your usual coach with masters in business, but her expertise is in unique fusion of theory and practice as a serial entrepreneur for more than 16 years. Her online coaching business was built through her fierce drive to serve and impact millions and incredible collaborations and partnerships. She had a privilege to work with the most exceptional teams from Mind Valley and Dean Gazioso's Enterprise as an ambassador and advocate for the next level in self-education. And you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. As an added bonus for the messy backend exposed, our expert, Diana, will not only share her experience, expertise, and the tools she suggests to get your backend cleaned up, but she will also expose why multitasking can be your downfall. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you'd like to submit your story or question for our experts to answer, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing, where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. 
We're fast approaching episode 100, so we wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backends, bloopers with you. We just love everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fans. That's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. Now on to our expert, Diana for her expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. Today, we have a messy back-end question submitted by an anonymous listener. I am a multitasker, but I keep hearing that multitasking is less productive. Is multitasking a productivity killer? Okay, so first I want to say thank you, Sheila and uh, Candice, for having me. And where to start? I, I think that there, there is a myth that multitasking is a thing. I don't know about you, but I felt for so long time, like, I can do this. I'm a multitasker. I was so proud. Like, I can do so many stuff at once. And I realized, I think it was four or five years ago, I came across to um, a research. It was some one university, I don't even know, where they actually said that that's not even a thing. And I was like, what? What? That's not even a thing, like multitasking. Like, of course, it is, it's a thing. We all do it, like, especially moms. And I was blown away by the research that shown like really how much we go downfall when we are trying to switch context or um you know task or whatever i was like oh my god that's it and once i started to really like and it didn't do like uh, overnight we now i'm just going to be like full focused it took me few years to actually go to one thing and be fully present, fully focused, also with kids, are practicing something that is actually called like 50 minutes with one kid. You who have like multiple kids, you know that that's like sometimes impossible. But we see that actually after two, three years, focusing just on one kid, total focus makes them more happy, makes me more happy. And it works. I don't think, but how, what, what do you feel? Like is, is a multitasking thing or not? I, I, I know that it's not for me. <laughs> I think for me, it seems like I was better at it when I was younger. And the older I get, the harder it is, the more mistakes I make. And so like right now, if I'm working, I have to have my blinders on. And, you know, my family knows like, unless she's not looking at you, she doesn't hear what you're saying. So you got to wait till she's looking at you. And so they've learned that whenever I'm, I'm working, that I can't, I can't do more than one thing. And one of my latest saying has been, I can either be a mom or a wife or an entrepreneur. I can't do all three. Certainly, you know, those are all outside the bounds. And so what I have found is doing one thing at a time, I get that one thing done faster and better than if I'm trying to kind of mix it up. But yeah, I I've always thought that multitasking was, was a thing and it was something that needed to be done. But like you said, the older I get, the more I realize that I need to do that. And, and I think you're right. You know, so like my youngest is just turned 17 and um, I'm noticing that she needs, she needs more attention. And so I'm looking back and I'm realizing when they were all little, they all got more attention, but the older they get, you, they kind of start going on their own, right? She's got her own car. She drives to school. She's got a 4 billion friends. You know, she's always going and doing things, but taking that time and spending just with her is like taking time for a client that what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And Candace is probably, feeling the same way, you know, with, you know, I have five children, Deanna, you have three children. Candace is like ruling the world with six children and her children are incredible. Let me tell you, but you probably see the same thing, don't you? With like, now that you have your own business and you're trying to do the business and be a wife and be a mom and a basketball coach. Absolutely. It is, it is the trickiest juggle, but the thing that I have found is when you are present in the moment, something magical happens. 
But when you are on your headphones, listening to a podcast, cooking dinner, writing an email on the side and trying to have a conversation with somebody else, no one's getting the best of you. And you're spread too thin to really do anything well. And I have for sure come to that conclusion that I've got to schedule my life in a way where I can give 100% focus to where I need to be at each moment in order to get the most effective and the most productivity out of my energy, truly. And funny, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I can say that there is one thing that I can multitask, that is cooking dinner and listening to the podcast. <laughs> But I think that most, most of all, it, it comes down to the task that requires like brain power. I think there we, you know, listening to a podcast can be fun, uplifting. And also I love to cook. I love to cook. So it doesn't take requires for me to really like brain power or hard thinking. It's fun. So, but if you are writing an email and also like, you know, discussing with, I don't know, with your kid, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. It feels also that they are getting a small portion of you and everyone, the time is so of essence. And I think when you are fully committed, one, you said, Sheila, you do one thing in uh, less time and also like you, you commit yourself fully. And I think that's the beauty of it. And what you said, I, I see my, uh, my oldest daughter, she's 13. She is a master of multitasking. <laughs> This is crazy. Those kids, like, I don't know, they're on Zoom having lecture, you know, uh, lectures and they are talking with friends on the phone and also like TikToking. And um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, teenagers, master, especially these young now, this age, new age. <laughs> well, you know, children are born with microchips now in their brains. So they, they can do that. They're like little mini robots in the back of their brain. So what do, what do you think? So I know for me kind of what came crashing down was the fact that I kind of felt like I was dropping all the balls. You know, if one minute I felt like I had all the balls in the air and the next minute I was like, the balls aren't even in the room anymore. What happened to everything? And so that kind of was the wall that I hit. You know, sometimes they say like, if you have a really bad habit, you have to hit rock bottom before you can change it. That kind of is what happened to me. What mm -hmm. kind of tips do you have for our listeners? Entrepreneurs, we all have these brains that are just going a hundred miles an hour in 25 different directions all the time. What are your best tips to help figure out how to get that under control? Mm, that's a great question. I think for me also, because I have ADHD, like really like to focus on, right. <laughs> to focus on one thing was a hard, really, really hard thing to do. What I realized that I get so easily tired when I use my brain to juggle multiple things because it's like you know if you imagine like a lamp if you are like flashlighting in one direction and you switch off and switch on and switch off and switch on and switch on it 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 crazy like your brain can't function like that way and i realized that i get really easily easily burn out so mm -hmm. what really helps me i would say with productivity and to be able to actually um, focus on one thing batching is super super that's like my favorite thing to do. If I have like podcasts or interviews, like I would batch them in one day. Or if I have content creation, I need to write something. I would do that one day. So I don't need to also context switch um, because that doesn't work for me either. Um, and the second, I would say Pomodoro. Yeah. All right. When you're talking about batching, that means you're taking all of the things that, that go in one group and doing it all in one day. Yes. I'm trying to make every day full of five different things, but doing yes. all of that in one day. Awesome. So for example, I have like coaching clients I have only on Tuesdays and Fridays where I know, okay, I'm, I'm not going to switch. I'm going to be fully present as a coach and I'm going to like, you know, I have these coaching clients and, and it's easy for me to actually serve them in a best way. When I need to write, I'm not a good writer. So it takes a lot of, a lot of strength and power for me to write. So if I would go and I'm going to write an email and then I'm going to record a podcast and then I'm going to coach client. Oh my God, I'm a total mess. After three hours, I crash. Yeah. So for me, batching is super, 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 like really, really good. 
I do the same thing. Actually, I kind of accidentally started doing that because when I very first started out, you know, they tell you to put up a schedule on your website so people can schedule a time. So I had the schedule opener from eight till five, Monday through Friday. And the next thing I knew it within 30 days, I was literally booked every 15 minutes for a month. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Well, first off, I learned how to get to my, my 15 minute discovery call from finding out what they need to actually getting them their credit card out in 15 minutes, I can make a sale. So I did learn that. So on the one hand, it was helpful. But on the other hand, I was like, okay, this has got to, this is ridiculous. So i go on other people's podcasts on Mondays. I use Tuesdays to prepare for my podcast. I record on Wednesdays. I edit on Thursdays and Fridays, Saturday, Sunday, I do my writing. Cause with, I'm with you. Like I'm the worst writer. I, I'm trying to get a book down. I'm like 50 pages in and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to finish this book. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I'm just like about to to wrap up. I'm, I'm I actually got three or four times back my editor's notes, and I'm just like, no, don't, no, please, don't, don't send me back, like back and forth. And back. Can we just finish with this thing? Because um, for me, like, and that's why I became a podcaster because it's so easy for me to communicate. Like, it's fast. Let's just, do it, you know, uh, people can feel it. People, you know, and. English is not my, my first language. So writing is, it's not something that comes normal to me, uh, natural to me. And the second thing, um, I think Pomodoro also works for me really, really great to have these small breaks. Um, even I don't have my water bottle when I work at my desk for that particular reason. So I can, you know, just stand up and, and walk and, you know, have this little break after 25 minutes or 30 minutes. That works really good for me. That's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> especially now when we are all like working from home. And for me, now when I'm actually not out and about, when I'm not taking like fresh air, this really, really helps like just to, to stand and, you know, just improve your posture. It, it, it immediately in increases your uh, productivity and energy. Yeah, I've noticed that. I, so being a physical therapist, I have a very, a very strong understanding of the body and how the mm -hmm. body move and your body needs to have an opportunity to have the blood pump, have the joints yeah. move, have the heart be working, have the oxygen exchange in your lungs that is so healthy for your body. And so for me, it has seemed like with multitasking, it's a little counterintuitive to plan in um, something that takes time away from those things that you feel are important. As I put first things first and make sure I take care of my body, everything else falls in alignment. I think there's so much power to really understanding that, taking breaks, moving your body, getting out in nature. Absolutely. But what you said, you know, when it comes to multita multitasking, it's also like, why do we switch to another thing? Because we don't find uh, motivation in a thing that we are doing right now. And actually taking a break will get you. And th there's also a research about that because when you, and it's, so connected with how we our productivity after a certain period like goes down and when you actually go up and you know just fix your posture and just like do breathing or exercising or whatever your productivity goes up and when you sit down you have a need to actually multitask or to switch to another thing yeah i agree with that so but be careful what you pray for though, right? Because like <laughs> being a spiritual person, I prayed one time. I said, okay, you know, I'm like sitting 15 hours a day and this has got to stop. Like I had gained weight. I knew Candace during this time. I had gotten up, like I'd gained like 40 pounds and I've since lost it. But the, you know, I was like, I got to find a way to get up. So I'm praying. I'm like, okay, help me find a way to get up. So I set alarms. I tried all the things. Nothing was working. So my dryer broke. So I had to go hang out clothes every hour. So I went outside, hung out the clothes. And so I did that for a couple of months and that kind of got me moving. But I was like, yeah, you know, every time I walked out to the clothesline, I'm looking up at heaven going, you know, you're funny. I appreciate it. I need a dryer, <laughs> you know, but it's true. You do need to get up and get moving. And sometimes the universe does that for you and don't wait till it does it for you, you know, get up and do it yourself. But I think having the water like that, I would get up like every half hour if I had the water over there, but I do four power hours every day. So 45 minutes, I turn off all my alarms. I focus on one thing. I'll have a list of three just in case I get done. And I focus on one thing for those 45 minutes. And then I have to get up for 15 minutes and do something, whether it's the dishes or go for a walk or go talk to a child. And then I also 
have made it a point when my children get home from school that I turn off things. And when my husband gets home from work, I turn off things. Um, and that forces me, you know, and to separate myself from whatever I'm doing. So that works for me to keep me moving. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes works too. Um, I, I think it goes back to, to knowing yourself and knowing like what, I, what is your capacity and capability. Uh, for me, 25 minutes, 30 minutes max is like, now, now I'm just like trembling. Like, what was this? That, that's nothing. You know, I know I feel myself. I, I, that's not productive. I need to switch. So when you have so many things on your plate that have to get done, right? I mean, you've got deadlines, you've got kids, you've got all these things that have to be done. How do you prioritize and really put the first things first and really focus on only one thing when six things need to get done? Can I, can I be a little cheeky? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there, like I believe and I realized this this year that there is absolutely nothing that I have to. There is, like, and I love to actually frame myself into what it is that I love to. And I got to a point where I was such a people pleaser and I would like, you have to be this, you have to do this, you have to. Um, and that also leads to one, resentment, two, burnout. And when I realized that if I can, yeah, don't get me wrong. There are things that you, you should be doing in your business, right? Like serving your clients, but priming myself and actually saying to myself, like, this is what I love doing. Instead of like, I have to do, I should be doing. Um, and I think that planning is key and planning so that it's aligned with your lifestyle, your capabilities, your whatever that is. Because even if, again, bad thing, and you're trying to do everything with a push and trying to, you know, force something, it doesn't get done in a way that you would want to do. You're not present because you're pushing instead of enjoying. And that's always the result. The result of, the, of pushing something and trying to do it with force um, it will always be, result will be something forced. Not authentic. We need to be yeah. super authentic. I actually went through this process um, when I met my husband. The very first thing I remember telling him is like, I wish I had somebody who could manage my life for me. Cause I'm so like, I'm feeling like I'm being pulled in 5,000 different directions. I have this gigantic list of things that need to be done. And, you know, it just kept getting longer. My list to do kept getting longer and that, even though I was checking things off. And so I said, Oh, I just, I kind of joked about it, but as it turns out, he's actually a project manager for the army. So um, we actually did an episode with him just a couple episodes ago where he talked about decision-making and making sure that you make these decisions. So he had done this with me and I went back through my list and I looked at every single thing on my list of 150 things. And I said, is this necessary? Is this a have to? Is this, a, or if this is a need to or want to? And mm-hmm. I narrowed it down and I actually changed my entire business and my entire uh, future focus based on those questions for myself. Is this a necessity? Does it help me with my priorities in life? My priorities in life are my family first you know, and my business second. And so now that I don't, you know, granted, I'm not the breadwinner anymore. And before those two things were even whenever I was, you know, it was up to me to keep a roof over my kid's head, my family and my business were equal priorities. But even then I was able to cut so many things off that I had just kept, you know, I want to do courses and I want to do this social media over that one. And I want to do this and that and the other and 12 other things. I realized that they weren't, really necessary to reach the end goals that I wanted to reach. So, yeah, I think you need to look at your priorities and when you know what those are, if you have a list of things you need to do, compare those with the priorities in your life. Are they really going to help you reach them? Yeah, 100%. And I think also one example that, that I realized that is so in a line, so unauthentic was actually like social media. Yeah, um, I would be this planner. I would schedule all the social media and I would like, oh, good. This is so fun. But what I realized that message was kind of disconnected with where I was at the point and uh, time when one social media post would go out. And I said, that doesn't even resonate with my life right now. And what I realized, instead of like, I have to schedule and post every day, I'm going to post it when I feel like it. 
and it's going to come from my heart. It's going to show how I feel at this present moment. And people respond so good to that. You also have to be careful with those pre-scheduled posts because if something in the world happens and you've got a post coming out, I mean, I'm, we've, all, we've all seen how that goes when somebody, you know, has something pre-scheduled and then some kind of catastrophe happened and then your post goes out and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. whoopsie. And I love what you said too about the word should. I, I like to have that be like a blaring, like you need to take an extra look at that. Should, there's all those funny sayings, you know, quit shooting on yourself. Don't pile yourself in a big old pile of should. Um, mm-hmm. That always that always makes me remember. Okay, am I operating out of an expectation? Is there like a manual of what a good mom looks like? And I mm. think well, I should do this, and I should do that, and I should do this. And then pretty set, pretty soon I'm covered in a whole big pile of should, and I'm not showing up how I want. And I'm operating out of white knuckling and gritting my teeth and pushing like you're talking about instead of and saying I have to instead of I get to and it's really powerful for me when I notice that word should to take a step back and say, am I people pleasing? Am I really functioning in this role as I want? Um, and I have an example because my, my kids, they're, I feel like I should provide food for my family, right? That's what a mom should do. And I've recently come to the conclusion that actually my kids need to learn how to cook and my kids mm really good job. And when I don't cook it, they actually eat it. (laughs) When Mm -hmm. they cook it, then they realize what goes into all of it. And so I think sometimes examining those shoulds and examining those roles like you're talking about really can give you some clarity on, are you doing what makes you happy? And is Mm -hmm. that actually necessary? Yeah, you you mentioned something beautiful. Like I came to a point several times where I didn't felt happy and it was hard to let go because we are habitual beings, you know. We have certain habits, but they become, if they become unhealthy, um, especially for moms, because we, we always try to prioritize someone else than, than ourselves. And when you become unhappy, your surrounding becomes unhappy. Well, you know what they say about the mom. If the mom is unhappy, the whole household is unhappy. Right. And it's, it's the truth, though, isn't it? But if you are the main business runner and you aren't happy, you're going to be pushing away all of those positive things that are coming your way. You have to keep um, this positive attitude and keep yourself open, too. Um, in one, I th- one of my other episodes, this guy uh, that I talked to, and I'm, I'm going to remember his name tonight at midnight, I'm sure. Um, I can see his face, but he talked After we in- done the podcast. Oh, that was him. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Mendelson. Oh, there it is. Okay. So Jeff Mendelson was talking about this client that he had was super toxic and he had to fire this client and give the client his money back. So I'm just going to give your money back. Cause you know, this is just, well, it's not working out. And that happens sometimes. And he said, as soon as he did that, he actually got a better client. And if you're not open to those things that are happening and you're not aware, if he had not been, you know, focusing on one thing at a time, if he had been, you know, all over the place, he might have not done that. So if we keep ourselves open and we're not multitasking and we're freeing up our mind and we're slowing down, oh, my Lanta, this is like my biggest thing is like, I want my life to be slower, not so rushed. Then you open yourself up to so many more good things that can come your way. Hmm. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm coming from a place where I, I, I'm a big hustler. Like I'm really <laughs> like my, my, I'm an immigrant kid. Uh, I come from parents who were really like, you know, they would pride themselves with, you know, we have this work discipline and work ethic. And they would always tell me, you know, you need to work hard. You need to work hard. And that's how, that's how I operated for most of my life until I realized, you know, it's not working because when I'm working hard, like, yeah, maybe you make money, but you're not happy or, you know, you're not spending so much time with your kids or there is something that is, is lacking or you're sacrificing something that has to, like, there has to be a, a better way. But I realized that happiness is a choice. And when I choose to be happy already, I manifest the things that I want to manifest. And the happiness, if that's like the ultimate thing, my core value is like happiness and health. Um, these are top priorities. If, if, if they're not fulfilled, no money can actually fulfill you know, anything else. 
So I think like really getting clear with your priorities, what are your values, um, maybe take a check-in with yourself. Maybe you already have what you desire, but you're just so blinded. Um, I want this. We want more. And especially women, like in this day and age, are we like, we are meant for more. We have to have more. Um, and, you know, and it, it gets like, you know, we sometimes we forget what we already have. I, and I also believe strongly that the emotion that you're generating your actions from matters. So if mm-hmm. you feel like you're multitasking, it seems like the emotion is overwhelm, right? And if you're yes. operating your life from overwhelm, the result that you're going to get is not going to be in alignment with who you truly are. But if you're operating your life from love, right? So mm-hmm. you're thinking before that emotion, your thoughts create your feelings. You're thinking, I get to do this. I love mm-hmm. what I do. I am 100% present in this moment and I'm so grateful. You know, mm-hmm. that generates the love and the gratitude that then allows you to really, really be present and really get the results that you're hoping for that are in alignment with with that that girl that does love to hustle, but it's because she loves it, not because she has to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think like when you, when you say like, like that, multitasking, like if you would just imagine um, a life where you're giving like 50% here and 50% here and no one of these like things or people they're getting a full attention, but you, what, what do you say to them? What, what, what is the sign of that? You're rushing into things. And I don't know, like for, for us, it's, it has always been like what you said, Sheila, like I want to be my life to be slow. I want to enjoy my life. And if you are rushing things, you're not enjoying things. It's, it, it doesn't fulfill you. And multitasking is a way of rushing things. I just want to speed up this let's just get it done like two things <laughs> at once you know it doesn't yeah. work I, I i strongly believe that that's not a thing and productivity wise there are so many studies and like it doesn't work <laughs> yeah i agree and like you said you're giving if i was giving my family 50 percent and my business 50 percent, i'm not doing anybody any kind of justice no so no. if you just take a step back and you give 100 percent when you're giving it to that particular person it's like I said at the beginning, you know, my children, they know that if I'm not looking at them, I'm not hearing them. They try and sneak things in sometimes. I admit they're like, oh, mom, I told you. You remember I told you while you were. I'm like, no, if I'm not looking at you, you're not telling me. If I was, I looking in your, in your beautiful blue eyes, because if I wasn't, you, you know, I didn't hear you. And so um, they, they know when I'm looking at them that I am 100% engaged in what they're saying. And I'm not thinking about this anymore. And that's hard. It is hard to turn it off. But being, being so good at um, uh, being productive, um, so multitasking is one part of being more productive or uh, single tasking. What do they call, what's the term for like not multitasking? Laser focus. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, what, what would be your, uh, you know, so maybe some other ideas that you can have for us to be more productive during our day once we are able to, you know, get outside of thinking about too many things at one time. Yeah. What helps me really is like to sit down and to plan my day um, or not just, you know, Sundays are really like, I, I take one hour in, on Sunday and I just go through my schedule and I say, okay, these are the things that uh, will be happening this week. But then also like this evening, I'm going to sit and I'm going to say, okay, what are the next three things? that I'm going to be focusing on tomorrow and like really like, okay, Oh, I'm going to like own this even before it starts. But tomorrow I have a meeting where maybe, you know, I I have to be aware. I have to be present. I need to be, you know, rested. So I know that already in the evening when I go to sleep, I'm just going to say, thank you for this beautiful meeting that's going to happen tomorrow. And I think this really, really helps. And then in the morning, um, for me, like morning routine, um, taking that time for myself is like blessing. <laughs> um, you know, and you probably, I don't know if you have a morning routine for me really works. And my kids know that when I'm in my med- meditation mode, like don't touch me. <laughs> Um, sometimes the little one, she's four, she would snuggle and she would just, you know, cuddle, but she's quiet and she would just come and and be in peace. Um, And I think that's also a sign and a teaching 
hoping for them that you can have this space, especially as, as girls, you know, they're all girls, take that time for yourself. I think that's also something like, you know, modeling that for them. Um, once I'm done with my, my routine, I would go and, okay, so these are the things I already know. I already primed them last night and I'm excited about that. I don't need to think if, if this is going to be, you know, awkward, stressful. I already got this. I own it. So that holds for me, really. Having a little evening routine and morning routine. Do you feel like, I am a, a recent meditator, love it, and can't believe that it took me 40 years to find meditation, um, but maybe speak to meditation for a minute, because when I began meditating, I thought, you sit there and your brain shuts off, and you just sit in the quiet, and the, the best thing that I learned about meditation was, your brain thinks like your heart beats. So don't mm -hmm. expect the thoughts to stop or else you'll die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, your, if, your heart, if your heart stopped beating, you would die. If your brain stopped thinking, mm -hmm. you'd be dead. Um, but what have you found during your meditation that, that helps you to, to stay focused? And, because a lot of times you'll sit there and your brain's going to go 15 miles an mm -hmm. hour thinking of mm -hmm. all the things you have to multitask instead of how do you... How yeah, do you yeah. And I think it, it, being aware that thoughts are part of the process. You're meditating so, so that you can actually go and experience th those thoughts. Because when do we actually take time to listen to our thoughts? We don't because we are so connected to the external stuff and what other people are thinking or what other people are saying that we don't listen to our thoughts. And when we get the chance to actually connect with our mind, body and soul and accepting that this is part of the the process, listening to your thoughts, gets so much easier. I always thought that you need to be like, you don't hear anything when you meditate. That was my belief. But I realized that for me actually works to, to listen to my chatter. And it becomes like after maybe 10 minutes or so, it quiets. Yeah, and that's what and I really Yeah, because you, you don't give yourself it's almost like building a relationship with you, right? Where you, yeah, yeah. Where you're oh, so good. present with you. I mean, just like we want to be present with our kids, that meditation is where we're present with us. And we mm -hmm. give those thoughts credence for a second and we see where they take us. And mm -hmm. we, let, we, we take a ride with those thoughts and, and see like what really is bugging me. But it's mm -hmm. interesting. And I don't know if you found this too, but after I meditate, my brain is quiet and I can't yeah. focus because I've given me that time. I've centered myself on me, who I am, what my purpose is, why I'm here. And then I'm able to then move. Have, have you found your mind quiet yeah. after? Yeah, yeah. My, my mind is like, like Sheila, I think you said, like we, we operate like 100,000 ideas per, per mile. <laughs> this is how we entrepreneurs work. Um, what I found that meditation really helped me to keep in line with my, with my vision with my mission because sometimes you get like okay let's do this let's do this let's do this. no let's just see what is that like where is this coming from is this like from my ego or is this from does that serve my purpose and oftentimes I just say okay no that's just something that you know came uh, randomly this is not even what what I want to do so yeah it, it helps you to stay centered and to stay in check in line with aligned with your mission I think um, I was, oh my God, my coach, I started to meditate 2016. And when she said like, we're going to do a meditation of 20 minutes. And I tried 20 seconds, like, no way. Like what? <laughs> it just said 20 minutes. Like, what are you kidding me? <laughs> I would go like, no, this doesn't work for me. And she said, try, no, trust the process. You don't master this thing in a, in an instant. You need to give it a time. And this is what I did. I gave it a time and I don't know, I, I became like, I really started to love meditation. And that made, again, like I tried, I tried to enjoy that. Not, not something that you need to do, but instead like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to see where it takes me. And, you know, meditation, I would definitely recommend to everyone because it also like connects you with your breath. Do we actually give it a credit? 
need to breathe in order to operate, to live, you know, but we don't actually, we are not present with our breath. And yeah. that's well, kind of sad. Something that I just barely learned that blew my mind is when you breathe slowly, like, you know, in for four seconds, out for four seconds, you actually access your higher brain, your creativity yeah. center, you're, you're the place mm-hmm. where you analyze and strategize and operate at your highest. And taking mm-hmm. that time to breathe, I mean, we're talking about being laser focused here, right? We're talking about yeah. laser focus and taking those 15 minutes to meditate, to breathe, to focus on who you are and why you're here, on your mission, on your outcomes, on your compelling reasons. That to me is a game changer as far as mm-hmm. being spread so thin and, and putting first things first and making a plan that's effective. And that mm-hmm. breath, I mean, it. a lot of us are in that fight or, fight or flight mode all the time. And we're just like working on this anxiety system where we're not taking that time to just breathe. And there's so much power in that. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I meditated too, Gianna, because I had the same reaction. I was actually in a room is at one of those events, you know, is energy healing event is one of my first energy healing events. And the whole, the whole room, everybody's like, she's like, Oh, and we're going to meditate. And she played music and she's like talking all calmly and telling us what to do. And I'm like sitting there going, Oh my gosh, this is never going to be over. I can't, this is ridiculous. I'm not learning a thing, but by the end of it, my mind slowed down. And I think for me, it's like you said, Candace, I learned to, you know, breathe, but to take my mind off the racetrack and sit on the sideline and just slow things down. So for me, running is where I get my best meditation because I can't do anything else. So like you, Deanna, I have ADD. And so I always have to be doing something with my hands. Well, if I'm running, then I'm not having to do anything with my hands. Nobody can bother me. You know, I actually will find myself like, wait, how did I get here? You know, I don't remember how I got where I ran to. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I'm like, that was a good meditation because by the time I get back, my brain is clear. And like you said, Candace, I'm thinking on a higher level and my morning routines, this is new for, so my, I've just been married just since October. I just got married and my poor husband, cause he has his morning routine, but he doesn't realize. So for the last 10 years, I've had my morning routine by myself. And so, um, for me, I'm like, my mornings are quiet and contemplative and I do reading and I do meditation and I do, you know, all these different things. He wakes up like freaking Tigger bouncing around all loud and everything else. I'm like, I can't do that in the morning. I gotta, I gotta like come at peace with myself before I start the day. So having the morning routine, the evening routine and not multitasking in my opinion, are probably three of the most important things you can do to be more productive and be a better person, be a better entrepreneur, be a better mother, better sister, better friend. You know, Candace, I'm, I feel terrible. Like Candace is one of my dearest friends and I love her to the world and back. And she sent me a Marco Polo like two weeks ago, I think. And I have not replied to it because I'm going too fast, but she knows I love her. So, And, and I think it's also, you know, when you are accepting the fact that you are trying to escape your thoughts, that's also something that you need to, you know, think about. Why am I trying to escape? What is this telling me? I want to run from my thoughts. Like, okay, let's just ask why. Mm -hmm. Just go deep, you know, and once you are like really peeling those, you know, questions and going to the bottom, you find yourself in so much peace because you got that clarity. And I think there's such a, a power in giving yourself some compassion. Like, yeah. no wonder I'm feeling this way. Look at what my thoughts are doing, you know? And also, I think one of the most magical pills, like the secret weapon in living a life that isn't so harried is grace. I think mm-hmm giving ourselves a little bit of grace and giving ourselves that time to breathe and that time to meditate and giving ourselves some grace that, you know what, if I've got 15 balls juggling, there's going to be five that fall and I'm only human and it's okay. Like I love me anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm doing the best I can. I'm a work in progress and I love me anyway. And right now it's, it's this time. It's this, this moment. And grace has been a very powerful tool for me in loving and accepting my best effort and, and moving forward without beating myself up. 
Oh, and women yeah. are so good at beating yourself. Like we are the queens of beating ourselves up. Yeah. If I talk to my friends the same way I talk to myself, oh no, oh, I wouldn't have no friends. <laughs> women, you said uh, Grace. Oh, I think this is so key because acknowledging yourself that you did your best, like that's the best gift that you can give to yourself. Like I did my best. I didn't do as best as, you know, Sir Richard Branson because he doesn't <laughs> juggle 50 balls, but I did my best, right? I did what I could do and acknowledging, acknowledging yourself. I, you know, I take care of six kids. What? <laughs> what? Like, be proud of that. Like, seriously. But not only that, but like congratulating ourselves. Like, go yeah. me. I did that today. And I feel like in this society, yes, it's not like you're saying I'm amazing. It's just building momentum so that you can continue mm -hmm. to move forward. Have you found that, Diana? Have you found that like when you pat yourself on the back? Yeah, 100%. Because I think that, you know, even if I didn't, do, I, I don't do to-do lists. I do to-be lists. Um, oh, I ask myself every like one. <laughs> I ask myself every day, who do I need to be in order to accomplish my best self? I think that we go back to that. You, we, we need to do, 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 do. We're not human doings. We are human beings. And being, and ex, you know, being, being, being while you are executing those things is the best thing that you can, can do. And when you acknowledge yourself that you were being in this day, whatever you you were you you, you did or you know um is the best i think just being present with yourself and honest with yourself and sometimes you know even if you haven't accomplished all your activities ask yourself wh why is that maybe there was something that happened that just you know got you know has something happened in a day and so what life is not like you know circle and this is my one of my favorites, like, you know, we think that um, there is an expiration. It's not. We get to like, you know, we get to experience ourselves next day again, right? Yeah. It doesn't end at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., whatever, you know? Yana, I think you are brilliant. I'm so glad that we got connected and that you joined us for the episode today. I know that um, Candace and I think the three of us could hang out and just have a good get all time. I think this was great. Like really, really, um, it's refreshing to, to see. And I think this is an important message, especially for your listeners. But I think that if my listeners, my audience will listen to this, which they will, my message is always take it easy. Life is just, it happens to you. And like, and this is probably the, the drop. I'm going to drop the mic here. There was a chance for you to be born in this world was 400. I don't know how many zeros. So take that chance because it's not, it's not an accident that you are in this planet right here, right now. If it doesn't make you smile, don't do it. Don't do I it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Okay. Well, I love your podcast and I'm, I'm your next number one biggest fan. So thank you so much for joining us today. And you're going to be on my podcast. I'm really excited. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Messy Backend. We know, we know you can't get enough of us. So have us on your podcast or have us speak at your next event. Visit themessybackend.com slash speaking and send us your event details. It's true. We love speaking. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Yes Women's Network, where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams. Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Also, our advertiser, Podserve FM. We couldn't do it without them. They get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy to find out more. And a thank you to our advertiser, Thrivecart. They are the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Once again, don't miss an episode. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. Thank you.
that's all we have for today's episode of The Messy Backend. I'm Ella Glasgow, the general contractor of virtual events, founder of Beyond Virtual Events, where we create done-for-you, stress-free virtual events. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like my backend is getting clearer with every episode. I can tell you from my experience that keeping a solid eye on our mission to pull up on the greatness in people has been a key to the success of our business. Join us again next week as experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you're not alone. Every business has a messy back end that needs a little attention. Call my good friend Candace. We are we're in real life good friends. Has Candace even ever done a podcast? Would she be willing to do that? Is she going to be too busy? And I was like, I don't care. I'm texting her right now. So, uh, you're you're cute, Shayla. You're you're uh, Shayla. You're cute. You're like a you know like a puppy. Like you just like to cuddle. But Candace has this. You know, I'm I'm very high vibe. I, my energy is through the roof. Like I can dance 24 hours. Yeah, you have something that is really like grounding me. I don't know what it is, but your energy is is. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be crazy on this podcast. But there is something magical that you do. Kind of special <laughs> that way. Look, 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 look. Are you I getting goosebumps? See, but oh. yeah. Like, I thank think- God your your friend is on the plane. Like, thank right? God. It happened for us. <laughs> right? Stop it, more. Stop it some more. <laughs> I love it. Remind oh. me one more time how to say your last name, Lugoli. Yes. Okay, with the okay. southern accent. That's how you say it. <laughs> with the Lugoli. It's it's Albanian. Lugoli. It's so I'm born and raised in Slovenia to Bosnian parents, and I live in Sweden with Albanian blood. That's a crazy mix. Oh, that's why, because your accent isn't one or the other. It's a little bit of a mix of, it's a hybrid. My multi, multitasking accent. <laughs> it's like, this is how my brain operates in four di- different languages oh. on a daily basis. It's crazy. <laughs> we in Sweden, like, we are the crazy ones, and we don't even, like, know what is lockdown. So I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, seriously, I don't know. <laughs> That's because it. Because we live a normal life, like, business as usual. <laughs> I'm moving to Sweden. No, she is a um, life coach and a physical therapist. And so talk about multitasking. This woman gets more done in a day than anybody I know. I don't even know how she does it all. So. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. So darling. Oh, she's so cute. She's phenomenal. Darling yeah. woman. Yeah. I love, she was like, can I just be a little cheeky with you right yeah. now? I love oh, yeah, girl, give it to me. Give me <laughs> what you got. Like, let's go. And you're here. Let me start that one again, sorry. She's a, she has a body. She has a body love weight course. Wait, oh my gosh. And Dean Grazioso's entrepreneur. And Dean Grazioso's. And cool. Bloopers are the best.